Welcome back to How It's About. Today we're going to talk about Greece, the temples, the beautiful islands, the Mediterranean water, all kinds of great stuff. Also, we're going to reveal our return date to America. Stay tuned. So Greece was just beautiful, amazing. It was a great time um, to spend our anniversary together touring the islands. But we're going to start with an overview of the country itself. So we're going to share about food, language, music, and also I just want to apologize that we are driving right now. We have many, many hours on the road. We're actually in the countryside of France at the moment. And so I'm sorry for the ambient noise, but we're just trying to maximize the time that we have to work on this. So yeah, so first of all, food. The food. Goodness gracious. So I had my first Greek Euro, or Euro, or Giro, however you'd pronounce it, um, in Flagstaff, Arizona when I was like 12 years old, and I fell in love with the idea of what it is, and uh, we'd go back to Flagstaff off and on every time we go to that restaurant, and it's just, ever since then I've been enamored and sometimes disappointed when I'm searching out a good Greek Euro. Well, let me tell you. They are amazing in Greece, and they are cheap. It's like two euros-ish for a euro. Um, two euros for a euro. <laughs> yep, it's great. Sometimes a little confusing. But uh, what it is, is chicken, pork, or lamb. Lamb, we found out, is more of a celebratory holiday kind of food, like for Easter. Um, they don't typically just use lamb day to day. Um, so the most common and traditional euro is pork. And I could just rant about this forever, kind of, kind of like the Momos in Nepal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it just was a passion project to, con- to continue to consume these particular delights. And the deal was, oh, so good. Um, the food in Greece was actually a lot more expensive than we thought. So if you wanted a plate of actual food, you're talking like ten to twelve euros. But um, the euros were so cheap. So I am not even joking. Probably every day. We were in Greece. We had, for at least two meals, we ate euros. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, basic rundown. Delicious pita bread, often buttered and grilled. Seasoned pork meat uh, that they stack on this rotating spit and shave off. And so the texture is just amazing how they kind of roast it and crisp it and shave it. Then you have a tzatziki sauce, which is a cucumber creamy sauce just delicious it kind of helps cut the the richness of the meat and then you'll have lettuce and tomato and onion fresh onion and then if that wasn't enough they often actually pretty much always throw a bunch of delicious seasoned french fries on top is it healthy i don't know but (laughs) is it good oh yeah yes Justin is now going to become a representative for Euros International. So, uh. <laughs> another another awesome food. We did really just pretty much eat Euros, so uh, it's hard to talk about all the different kinds of food. But uh, a very authentic food experience. We walked into a shop during the time of day when most people are closed and they're just kind of eating their afternoon meal, kind of like a siesta. And we just asked the guy. Um, didn't really have much Greek, but we just uh, asked them in our broken connection. Do you have some food? What are you serving? Do you have anything that we could buy to eat? And he just said, well, this is what I'm eating, essentially. And it was pickled fish, bread, all kinds of olives, fresh tomatoes, cucumbers, so much feta feta cheese. And then we ate it, and he brought out more. 
and he just charged us like five euros for it. So we got stuffed on all these delicious little so kind of like a Greek charcuterie board. And that's just what him and all his family happened to be eating at their shop and during the lunch meal. And just the nicest guy. So that's probably what the healthier Greeks are eating on a day-to-day basis. Um, but certainly a lot of people are munching down those gyros or Slovakia plates and such yes. all the time up till two in the morning. Yeah. So very, very tasty. Um, as for the language, it was a little challenging. Greek is kind of a harder language to learn and speak, but we did learn some basic phrases and found that there's very similar to Italy. There's kind of a cadence and a musical rhythm to it. So we learned how to say Kalimera, Kalispera, which is good morning or good evening. And of course, Efkaristo, yep. which you. is thank you. And so it's, it's spelled Efkaristo, but... Um, our tour guide later told us to say a fairy's toe and that's the way that you say it correctly so a fairy's toe and people would be like oh good pronunciation uh music is everywhere um my family growing up has always listened to nana muscuri and and um gosh i don't know if i heard her exactly but she's a greek singer who covers a lot of like uh greek folk songs and so everywhere we go i would just be like i know this song how do i know this song it's nana so that was a joy and um there's a lot of music and dance in the culture and we got to see that here and there in different restaurants at different times um but yeah so that was just kind of a what we observed. Um, we also want to talk about the appearance of Greece. What do you think? Well, you just know that you're walking on ancient history. I mean, everywhere, especially Athens, just every corner, kind of like Rome, is just, well, what is that old rock? I wonder what that pillar could have been from. And just so many questions, not a lot of answers necessarily, but you just felt how old the civilization, just civilizations on top of civilizations happening there, you know, just different eras and... Um, generally very vibrant busy boisterous i mean sometimes you think people are mad but they're just talking excitedly all the time and it's not a quiet culture you know it's not reserved (laughs) um the general appearance though geographically i mean we can get all into the islands we'll describe those a little later uh it is um you know a little bit dry and arid in spots um, but you contrast that with the brilliant blue Mediterranean water and it almost makes an even better contrast when you have a white rock or a brown you know granite rock and then just the most gloriously perfect water um yeah it 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 feels like the Mediterranean it's hard it's hard to put that in a nutshell but it has that um you know there's that sea breeze and you know the little pathways between buildings and you know everywhere people are making food or doing different things you know just has a very port city every everywhere feels like a port city it's just very 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 um i don't know what the word would be uh just the boat culture people coming and going on sailboats at all times and big ships coming with supplies and going it just feels like an ancient port city still active today yeah and absolutely and i had a friend back home ask me before we got to greece if it was true all of the pictures that you see of greece um and just kind of the stereotype that you have in your head of how this place looks and feels and it is that and more yeah hashtag no filter hashtag no filter (laughs) yeah Yeah, but um no the white houses i'm mostly on the islands but there's some places on the mainland that just yeah it's everywhere it's not a cliche it's not just on mykonos everywhere these beautiful white houses so there's so much white and blue that's what i think of when i think greece honestly like their flag white, white and blue, blue. Yeah. they just have a lot of white and blue um but yeah my favorite view was when we were on the top of the areopagus in athens um which is where paul uh went up to go proclaim the truth um to the greeks 
And um, you just have this stunning view of the whole city and it's rolling hills and the Acropolis is rising up above you. But the whole place just looks and feels so ancient. Like Justin was saying, um, there's ruins kind of everywhere. And um, yeah, it was really beautiful. So that's our overview of Greece. The adventure of the week that we're gonna share is island hopping. So for our anniversary, we decided that we would visit what we've sort of figured out is the Hawaii of Europe, in that we kind of noticed that a lot of vacationers from Europe seem to come to the Greek islands to experience that sweet island life, but we had just an amazing time um, celebrating our anniversary by doing that. Yeah, wow, it is quite the system they've got figured out on how to get people to these different islands. I mean, there's hundreds of them. There's many that are, uh, I would say, the, there's a lot of popular, you know, Mykonos and uh, Santorini and some of these, you know, you hear about all the time. Um, we we were challenged a little bit in trying to find uh, islands that were cost effective, especially coming in late in the game, booking things, uh, looking for camping, things like that. Uh, so some of our choices for which islands we went to were based on where is it even possible to stay for under a fortune, uh, aka not Mykonos? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we hopped on this huge ferry ferry liner. Um, I I think it's about the size of a cruise ship, if not bigger. Just huge, huge ferry. It's got all of the amenities possible inside. First, second, third class. I don't know. Just all these different areas on the ship. You can go to the different decks and. Um, it's like being on a cruise and you're on there for, you know, what, four, four hours or something was one of our first pushes out of Athens. And, uh, that in itself was a, an awesome adventure. Cause as you go, you're passing all these different islands and you're seeing these different coves and houses on hillsides and, um, a lot of fun just getting there. But we rolled into Paros and the first thing you notice is this, the brilliant blue water. I mean, so blue in contrast to the to the white buildings and it's it's that picture perfect even in the port is like oh yep we're here we're, we're exactly where i thought we'd be this is the greek islands and we come off with the droves of people and there's people trying to get you to stay here and stay there but fortunately we already had figured out we were staying above a restaurant um and we made our way through the city and checked in and then tried to rent a scooter and found out very quickly that you need all kinds of special international driver's permits and motorcycle licenses and many things we didn't think to snag ahead of time. Um, so we uh, took some buses and actually even hitchhiked in Paros. Lots of fun. Um, Visited went, a really cool beach that uh, had some crazy rock formations. That was really fun. Beautiful. Yeah. Made it across to one of the more iconic beaches on, on Paros. And, and the water was actually quite cold, which to me was... Honestly, a relief. I think the last beaches that we'd been at, well, I guess Sicily, but um, before then, all over Southeast Asia, you'd look at the water and be like, oh, it's so hot out. I can't wait to get in the water. And then you get in the water and it's like a hot tub. So yeah. this was a nice, refreshing Very, re the refreshing Mediterranean, and totally. But the sun was beating down on us, very, very hot. And, and like I said, a little bit arid. So you were, you were happy to hop in the water as much as possible uh, and then eat a gyro and then hop in the water and eat a gyro. You know, that was about the pattern. <laughs> Um, as one should, I think, uh, in the Greek islands. Uh, then the next day, we uh, cruised off to uh, Naxos. Naxos. Naxos, which they call it the, the family-friendly island. It's it's accessible. It's got a lot of different things for different budgets. Uh, and it was just perfect. We were there for a number of days. I'm glad we spent the bulk of our time on the islands on Naxos. Um, again, we ran into that 
transportation issue, you know, walked, walked off the ferry and just had no idea where to end up. I think we took a ferry boat from the ferry to the main city. Um, that might have actually been Mykonos, I'm not sure, but it was always even an adventure. Once you get to the ferry, your, your journey's not over, and you just wander into the city with, you know, we have our backpacks and everything we own. You know, I think most people have it more or less planned out. <laughs> yeah. We, this is how we do it. Let's clarify we that. We just walk off a boat wide-eyed and what are we gonna do? try to figure it out. Yeah, so <laughs> we go to a rental place. Again, they won't rent us a scooter, which in Asia, you know, $6 gets you a scooter for a day. No questions you asked. You don't even really sign paperwork, you know. You just hand them your passport, which is scary. But um, here, it's like a rental agency, and the lady asks all these questions. She's like, well, I, I, I can rent you a quad. And I was like, a what? Like a quad? Like a four, four-wheeler? And she's like, yes, yes, a quad. So... Apparently, in the Greek islands, I find out later this is very cliche and common to do, but for me, quads are amazing, super stoked, and she would rent us a quad with without the proper license. So uh, we ended up with this ridiculously cool off-road quad and these really dorky 80s helmets, bubble helmets, you know, and... Um, they were fantastic. Oh, fantastically awful helmets, yeah, but... Uh, and then she gave us bungee cords and we lashed our packs on front and back like dead deer or something. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um but uh, yeah, we took off with all our stuff, just kind of ghetto rigged onto the quad, and off we went for probably an hour. It, uh, the, the place we rented was beautiful and remote and romantic, and uh, did I mention remote? Yes, remote. The other side of the island from where everything else is and is happening. Uh, and Everyone was like, why are you staying in Abram? Yeah, it Abram. Is, it is so windy. It's so far away. Uh, it was not windy. It was perfect. The other side was windy, but yes. anyway... Yeah, a very adventurous highway, mountain pass, orienting kind of quad ride, which, you know, I've ridden some quads. I don't think I've really ridden many quads on open roads and certainly not on those kind of roads. So it was a very new experience, uh, and I'm glad we did not wreck that thing. I'll just say that much. Um, to me, it felt a lot sketchier than riding a motorbike in Vietnam, oh, honestly. Yeah. Quads can roll. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we got to just a little... Greek paradise. Not not but a few people there throughout the days. We pretty much had a private beach and restaurant to ourselves at, and, at this Airbnb. And we spent I hate to tell you this, but $20 a night. $20 a night. So and we, the room was nice. Yeah. The whole place was really beautiful, really nice. Yeah, super, super fun spot to be. Um, oh, and we went scuba, scuba diving. Yes. Oh my gosh. Scuba diving. We used our handy dandy certifications we snagged in uh, Thailand and walked into the scuba office like a couple of pros slash novices actually yeah. <laughs> um, and ended up the only dive they were doing that day was a wreck dive which we're not certified to dive into a wreck but with the with the people we were with we ended up getting to swim through some of it really it cool it was amazing oh my gosh yeah it was a boat that was intentionally sunk for an insurance scam apparently they crashed into the rocks and then backed it up and crashed the back end into the rocks and finally it sank and then broke into two pieces um something like that anyway it was within the depth that we were allowed to dive at with our level of certification and it's just what you'd think a wreck dive would be i mean i've always dreamed of diving in and around a shipwreck and just seeing the different portholes and openings and fish swimming in and out of them and wondering oh, what creepy. mysteries lie beneath yeah. yeah so so cool really really yeah. beautiful crystal clear water a visibility was even better than thailand just exceptional yeah. Yeah. water visibility um, the was temperature awesome. was wonderful too. It wasn't cold at all. So, yeah, that's amazing. 
very, very fun little side adventure. Yeah. But for our anniversary day proper... Oh, Justin was so sweet. It was um, just like the day that he proposed to me. He got up super early and set up a fantastic scavenger hunt. So I woke up to him bringing me coffee and then in the coffee I can't remember in the bible in the coffee in the (laughs) in the The bible Bible, in the bible he's like let's read the bible and I open it up and there's a hint for the first um, part of the scavenger hunt so we had a scavenger hunt out on the beach and it was wonderful and um, again I'm not very good at these sometimes so it took me a little while to solve it but um, ended up just enjoying a really sweet morning on the beach Um, yeah enjoying that wonderful expression of love totally and the end result was they had made some breakfast for us back at the place so yeah yeah really fun just classic anniversary mixed amongst our backpacking wanderings it was fun to pretend to be like normal people for just a minute and right (laughs) stay at a cool little place and um and not break the bank doing it so it was a it was just a really awesome thing all around then our last couple nights on naxos we ended up finding camping, which was one of my hopes and dreams was to find some camping on the Greek islands, um, both to save money and just because why not camping on the Greek islands. We bought a tent for like 14 euros at the equivalent of Walmart in Athens, and uh, not a lot of ventilation on a great tent, but <laughs> we even bought some uh, different uh, like fans and stuff, little battery-powered fans, and uh, just doing what we could to, to make it suitable. It was um, quite hot. It was, yeah, it was getting a little warm, um, but actually that was during the heat wave, I believe. The rest of Europe was getting real warm, so we were happy to be on the islands, and we were camping right outside. There's this phenomenal beach, beautiful blue water, and we'd walk right over to the beach, and the campsite even had a pool, and this really laid-back um, beach Euro, beach Euro kind of, <laughs> kind, of yeah. kind of lifestyle there, and then we took a ferry and some rough seas to to Mykonos. We of course had to go visit Mykonos because Mykonos, but it's a little sad to see um, kind of how it's changed. I guess back in the day, um, it was was kind of this hidden secret and this really cool vibe, but now it's just, it very much is um, the Malibu (laughs) of... uh, of the Greek islands. So packed out with tourists, celebrity many people tourists. who are yeah. celebrities or think they're celebrities I mean, or want to be celebrities. Myriads of super yachts parked in the harbor. Uh, right. Yeah. And so we, we made our way. It took us some time, backpackers that we are, maybe some hitchhiking was involved, um, to make it to this one particular paradise beach, which is, oh my goodness, it was the most shishi beach I've ever been on. And uh, we definitely got some looks. We were not... We had our backpacking backpacks, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we look scrappy. We're necessarily <laughs> dressed for the occasion, but we said "c'est la vie." Yeah, but you know, we hung out, swam in the water. There's a kind of a reef drop off for some snorkeling. It was and great, beautiful beach. It really was a. Paradise I mean, if you boat. ask me, yeah, it was a beach. It was just really snooty people on the beach. Yeah, you know, it's it's part of the vibe. You know, yeah, yeah. You're in Mykonos. You know, we were even like. <laughs> <laughs> there were vendors going around trying to sell like very expensive drinks to people and no one would come over to us. Nope. They, uh, they, they, yeah. we, they, we were not worth the time to, to, yeah. to attempt to sell stuff. Which to was kind of nice. Yeah, okay. Don't, don't bother us. Yeah. Um, Mykonos though, lots of fun, very beautiful. The white buildings, the contrast, you know, just picture perfect. Really, I do see what people, you know, see in the island. Um, and I think there's many more things to discover there. If you give given time and probably a lot of money, uh, you could you could find some really cool stuff there. 
but it was great for a day trip, you know, just Absolutely. due to the bill. And then we got on another mega super ferry and pushed off to Athens. But before we did, we took a taxi, a very last minute taxi, because we missed the one boat to get to the other boat. Um, and this guy was just so funny and sweet. We did ask him for an interview. And um, we're going to share a little tiny bit of the interview because the sound quality is so horrible. Unfortunately, he was really great and answered all our questions and was, and was funny and all that. But um, his radio was playing in the background. I don't know what we were thinking, but we're going to just share a little snippet of that for you to enjoy. So here you go. Taxes, eh? If you want business, three, three from four give to the government. That's oh. worth it. That's the reason this is good for three you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, ha- I was uh, part owner yeah. in one car rental company, but I decide it's not good. I don't yeah. want to work and to pay. So you have to give 75% to government. government. Uh, so wow. I decide to put some money in the bank and to be an employer. Thank you so much for um, your input and you just, you your, your huge smile just made us feel really happy yes. and thank you so much yes. for taking us here. I always used to say to my girl, look at me, you're very happy that you have, you have me. <laughs> awesome, Afghanistan. <laughs> Lessons learned. We, we do often have a few. Sometimes we remember, sometimes we don't. Here, the glaring one was booking things in advance. We we lucked out uh, through Lauren's amazing Airbnb search skills. Why, thank you. Yeah, we were able to find, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of other islands we could have gone to, uh, but we found the ones that literally had something still available that wasn't $100. And uh, it turned out great. It was amazing. Um, camping even I think with a bit more research and and some some planning could have figured out you know different places to camp or more convenient places to get to Um, but part of the adventure and it worked out well was working with what we had in that time frame Um, so if one was to do the Greek islands planning ahead probably is a great idea so that's a good lesson learned for me and I just want to give a quick shout out to a couple more of our pieces of gear that we've been using and traveling with for the past seven months that we use maybe on a day-to-day basis. So the first is our microfiber travel towels. Those things are amazing. They're super easy to clean. They dry super quick. And if you lay them out for like a picnic on, you know, 
on the dirt or on the sand or whatever, they just shake off so easily. So we love those. Um, we also have a selfie stick um, that we don't actually use as Gosh, a selfie stick. we used it like twice as a selfie stick, maybe. But we use it all the time for any time that we're FaceTiming friends or family back home, we set it up like a tripod or if we're watching a movie or something, which we do sometimes. Actually, the other day we were just underneath the Swiss Alps and we were watching a movie and you know we sometimes feel a little bad about that like how can we be in these amazing places but it's still just normal life we are living normal life and sometimes we just gotta watch Stranger Things you know yeah. especially Stranger Things we are almost done oh especially my gosh especially in July I mean it's, it's amazing. patriotic yeah exactly <laughs> And then the other thing is our headlamp. We use those all the time. Um, really good quality headlamps for any adventures we're going on in the evening. Um, yeah, it turns out it gets dark and there's not light a lot of places and you're trying to find your stuff. Exactly. Headlamp all the time. Yep. yep. We also have a Bluetooth speaker, which is really fun for listening to music anywhere or sometimes we'll work out on the beach and have some, you know, some narration to help us <laughs> get through a workout. And um, finally, our bear bowl, which is an invention of one of our friends back in Spokane. They actually took the bear bowl that they invented and um, brought it to Shark Tank and won a deal. So really cool product. You should check it out. Um, we're not necessarily repping them, but uh, it's a really good thing. So if you uh, like to cook over a fire or over a camp stove, this is a essentially a camp what do you call it? A cooking pot. Um, but it's really easy to clean and it folds into the shape and size of a wallet. So really cool. We love that. We've used that from time to time. And now we're going to share about our return to the good old US of A. Justin's going to tell you about our crazy mode of transportation to get back home. And I know some of you guys are wondering, will they ever come back? Well, you know, we are. Turns out. Um, <laughs> and in the spirit of our ancestors, we felt it fitting to return uh, to America as they once arrived for the first time by passenger ship. Now, not a cruise necessarily. This is not People a cruise. People think cruise. Uh, it is a passenger ship, the Queen Mary Two. Uh, the Queen Mary One is a museum boat uh, currently docked in San Diego, I believe. And uh, the Queen Mary Two, similar design and spirit of, uh, you know. Uh, old times shipping liner, how many people in the you know 20s and 30s and such would come across uh, the way and even before. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to cross the ocean. It's going to take eight days. We're going to take a similar route, actually, that the Titanic took within about 30 miles of it. And we arrive to New York at sunrise, apparently. Uh, and you can see the Statue of Liberty at sunrise. I've already been crying in preparation for this moment. Yeah, very I'm powerful. Very excited. <laughs> super amazing. Um, and I think it kind of gives a little dignity to the amount of distance we're traveling to. Some of our flights feel like cheating, you know. So this really will be uh, an, an epic and kind of a not, not terribly common way to go about crossing the, the Atlantic Ocean. So Right. Um, and did you tell them the date? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sometime. Uh, I know the date. Uh, we'll be landing in New York on September 1st. Now, we will be taking a few quick trips to visit some family members um, before we head back to Spokane. Um, but we will eventually be there in mid to late September. So... Thanks for listening to this episode about Greece. We hope you enjoyed it. And um, we look forward to telling you about Spain in our next episode, which I'm hoping we will have done within a few days. <laughs>